Hey, this is Brett Miller with the NWFA. Today we're joined by Jason Elquest of Blackhawk Floors, one of our regional instructors out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Jason, thanks for joining us today. Why don't we start by telling us a little bit about your background? Uh, first, Brett, thank you very much for having me here. I'm Jason Elquist, uh, one of the regional instructors here at the NWFA. I run a hardwood floor business in Scottsdale, Arizona, and we do uh, everything with wood floors from a single board repair to install sand and finish. So looking back, knowing what you know now, is there anything you would do differently today that you didn't know back then? I don't know that I would do a whole lot differently to because where I'm at now is where I feel like I really should be. I think one of the things I would have done is, you know, we all learn by our mistakes. It would have been nice to have somebody and try and find somebody to do a little more mentoring. Um, finding the NWFA a little sooner to increase my education faster. Um, I know guys that have worked for me and work for me now, their learning curve is exponentially less than what, uh, than what mine is. It just, it's a, it's a shortcut to it's fast tracks it. it. It's just really, so I don't know that I'd do anything differently other than try and find education sooner. Did you have the opportunities when you got into this industry that you're giving your employees? I think that um, I did. I just didn't have, I didn't have anybody that could teach me at the level of what I'm able to and not sound trying to sound arrogant, but the level of what I can teach my employees now. So what they are able to learn on a daily basis and know far exceeds what I was able to at my at, at that level. And I think it's just a, a testament to where the NWFA has brought the entire industry. So you say you would you wish you would have been involved or engaged with the NWFA or even known about the NWFA earlier in your career. What is it specifically about this organization that you think would have brought you value as a newbie getting into this industry? You know, I've always said the NWFA is like a family. And going to some of the expos and, and the school we just did this last week, it's I've, I've met new family members this week. You know, guys who you work elbow to elbow with all week. And you know, they're, they're now going to be friends that I can talk to if I have a question or if they have a question. And so it's networking. I think that's really where it could have taken things a little quicker. I know there's some of the guys that will get together and, and they'll work on projects together or across the country, working across the country, supplying product for somebody or just information. Jason, can you explain to our listeners a little bit about your business model and how you run everything today? So we've, we've been bigger than we are now um, as far as the number of crews that we, we've run. Uh, right now we're running five crews. Um, so that's 10 guys in the field, a full staff office manager. And then one of my guys, my cousin who works for me and has for forever, he does estimates for us as well. So I've scaled things back in order to focus more time on my younger family. So my kids are, are still young and so I'm able to go to sporting events. So I've scaled that back and that's a life decision that we've made. Um, if I was really kind of forcing this, I, I would definitely probably be running more crews and and going harder, you know, looking for more projects. But we really scaled it back and, and kind of curtailed our business to, I don't want to say just high-end product, but more on the high-end work. So I've got a sign on my wall, and it's a triangle, and it, it's got three sayings on it. It says price, quality, and customer service, and you can pick two. So we've kind of geared our business towards customer service and quality. And with that, it 
it causes our price to be a little higher. So we have a 2,000 square foot showroom that people are able to come in and pick flooring out of. That right there takes me out of the market for a lot of homeowners. And unfortunately, that's that's a good thing at the same time. But it's, it's not trying to be egotistical that we're charging more than, than somebody else. It's just where we've taken it. And in order to provide that customer service, um, it, it just costs more money. So thusly, my prices have gone up. It's brought our... Uh, the amount of projects we do down, um, which has allowed me to streamline my crews. So I think Sprig said a few weeks ago that, uh, you know, the 80-20 rule, you're always looking for somebody to get rid of. Well, it allowed me to get rid of that that guy that was pulling 60% of his weight and, and streamline my business that way. So instead of running 12 crews that I'm only happy with 10 of them or eight of them at a time, I'm running, you know, less and, and happy with my guys most of the time. So... So I love that, Jason. I love the, the the triangle on your wall, and that's 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 a great model to base a business off of. Are you ever concerned about losing an employee that might look at the same model or even worse? And I guess it probably wouldn't be worse because they may not become a competitor. But focusing in on two of the other three in that triangle, yeah, and then that happens. I would much rather have someone working for me that I've trained and that can do the quality of work that I'm expecting out of them versus handicapping them and only giving them part of the, the information or not giving them all the trade secrets. The more information I give them, the better job they're going to do for me in the field while they're working for me. All I can do is try and keep them happy. You know, running a business is not just uh, working in the field. There's a lot of guys who would still be running their own companies if they could do the book side of things. And, and the paperwork and the office staff, that's a whole different aspect of running a business than just working, being a good floor man. There's a lot of good floor men that are working for another company because they can't run that business side or don't want to. And that's uh, my wife's been a key part of our business that way because I'm allergic to being inside an office. I'm going to break out in hives if I'm inside too long. So I've got to be out in the field. I've got to be out meeting with customers, meeting on projects, making samples, making custom jigs for a staircase or whatever we might be working on. That's what I thrive on. Do you have any advice for anybody who might be looking to grow their business or or really model what they do after what you do? Do you have any advice for them on how to motivate your employees and keep them engaged? I think the biggest thing is don't have them, don't always delegate the not fun jobs. So when it's cleanup time, you're still there cleaning up. If it's a job where you're working late or you're working a Saturday, nobody wants to do those. And I really try, if we're doing a night project, I'm almost always there at the job with them. I might not stay the whole time, but I'm going to get them started. I'm going to bring them dinner. I'm going to make sure that they're happy. So I think part of it is not feeding them the, the, the sandwich that is like not fun to eat and, you know, that type of thing. So you've got to still engage them that way and they need to know that they're supported. So if they feel supported in the field, if you've got a customer that yells at them for no reason, it's legitimately no reason just because that customer is having a bad day. Uh, you know, you need to back them up and call the customer and say, hey, I think you need to apologize to my guy, you know, and, and I've done that with the office staff where customers will get upset and, and I'll make a phone call and say, look, uh, you know, we're not interested in doing your project if this is how you're going to treat us. And that's something that's important for me to back up my employees that way. So if they feel like they're supported, they feel like they're, they're not hamstrung anyway and trying to get a project done, uh, it makes it easier for them and they're more confident out in the field as well. Jason, one of the things that I specifically remember about when I was first getting to know you, 
you were a, uh, a regional instructor for us. We had just started the program about five or six years ago, and we received a phone call through our technical support line from a, a disgruntled homeowner. Like we do, we get calls from disgruntled homeowners all the time. Um, but this one had a complaint about your company, and she seemed to be completely unreasonable with some of her complaints. And when I reached out to you and at least let you know that we had this phone call from this, what I would have considered to be an unreasonable customer, your response is really what captured me as telling of your character and how you dealt with it. You handled it in a way that was very stand-up, which was by dealing with it and taking ownership of it and not pointing the finger elsewhere. Do you recall this? Can you elaborate a little bit on that? And I, th I think it's important to share that story with listeners that, that hear it because I think it can be contagious. Well, and I tell, my, I tell on myself with, with that story at, at the schools because we did mess up. Um, it was a flatness issue at, on the floor. We didn't flatten the floor properly. And uh, we installed the floor. It didn't get caught. I didn't catch it. My, my crew leader didn't catch it. I didn't catch it again. It didn't get caught when we sanded it. It just, it slipped through the cracks. Um, they set furniture down on the floor and it wobbled. And we set a straight edge on it at that point and realized that in the middle of this great room was a valley, the, a low spot that we didn't address. Uh, and it was a change order. It was something we could have definitely charged for before we put the flooring in. It happened to be a special order product. Six weeks later, we get the product. The big thing she was upset with, she didn't think that anybody could repair it. She was thinking that it's going to be an entire tear out. We stood behind our work. We went in, did the repairs, uh, fixed everything. And when we put it back, she's she's been more than happy with us. We've gotten many, many referrals from her, probably more than we ever would have gotten because we did stand behind our work. But I do tell on myself because a lot of times the, the students look at us re as a regional instructor that we are, are are better than other other contractors and we don't have these issues. We have the same issues. We're all dealing with the same customers. They just go by different names. Some are really picky. Some are really easy to get along with. So with I, by telling that story, I think it does ground me a little bit. It reminds me that we need to stay on top of everything because we make mistakes just like everybody else. And in that one, we made a mistake and we owned it. And that's, I think, the biggest thing that I, I teach my guys, too, is when we're at a project, if there's an issue, first thing we do is call they call the office and the office contacts the customer. And we're upfront with everybody involved on it um, from the very beginning. We found a termite board, so we need to, we need to get a termite guy out. And we, we're not trying to cover something up just so we can get the project done. Yeah, it causes issues with our, our, our uh, estimating, or not our estimating, but our, our uh, schedule. But we make sure we get that done and do it right. That's right. A lot of times it's our mistakes that make us become the best we yeah. can be. For sure. If they didn't, if we didn't have that mistake, there's something else that would have happened. You know, there's, it's good that we had that mistake so that we can learn from that experience. If you're, if there's a, a, a guy that does a podcast I listen to speaking of podcasts and his, one of his things is if you're, if you're not winning, you're learning. So we didn't win that day, but we did learn. That's perfect. It's just like what our schools are about. You know, we make mistakes at the schools. We're bending some wood back here this week and the wood sprung on us. It wasn't held together properly. And I think we learned, you know, I, I came out and got to see what happened. And I think, as you had mentioned, you thought you figured out what the cause was being a sappy wood and 
the adhesive we were using wasn't working. Yeah, thank goodness it, it happened here instead of on a on a job site, and we were able to show the guys how to fix it and bring it back together. And That's so right. it was a it was a good learning experience to have something like that like that happen because it's not all uh, not all peaches and cream out there. That's right. Well, Jason, I can't thank you enough for your time for everything that you you, you give to the industry. I appreciate you coming in and, and talking with us a little bit. Thank you, Brett. It's always my uh, my pleasure.